Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that there is a tiny bit of swearing in this episode, but it's still really amazing and I hope that you will listen. So if you have a little ears around, you may want to skip this episode for now and come back to it later. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Find Love After 40 podcast. I'm your host, Renee Suzanne. I'll be talking about all things dating after 40 so that you can find love faster and have a much better dating experience than I did. I went on over 100 first dates and learned everything the hard way before I finally met my husband on Tinder, so you don't have to. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. We have a very special guest who is a mentor of mine from way back in the day during my own single journey. When I was a complete dating disaster, I ran into Bobby at one of the many events that I attended to try to figure out this dating thing. And so we have Bobby Bloom Palmer with us today. She is the founder and CEO of Date Like a Grown-Up. After 25 years in corporate, she became a dating coach and a first-time bride at the age of 47. So thank you so much for being with us today, Bobby. I'm so happy to be here. I love it. Let's okay. let's get some good juicy stuff in here. We are doing this. Okay, so um, Bobby has a very special place in my heart because she was part of my own dating journey and I followed all the coaches, read all the self-help books, did the workshops and all the things to try to figure out this seemingly impossible problem of how on earth to find a good man who actually wanted a relationship. And I know Bobby can relate so much to that because of her own journey. So Bobby, tell us how you came to do this work. Tell us about your journey a little bit. Sure. Well, dating disaster is a really good good description. <laughs> so for 30 years, um, I dated very badly and had bad experiences and had my feelings hurt and got rejected and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I was successful in business. You know, I mean, we, we, so many people, women have this story and I couldn't figure things out. And then somewhere in my early forties, I actually had a therapist because back then there weren't dating coaches who helped me a great deal. And I got met and married my husband when I was 47. So we, not a usual story, but not entirely unusual. Um, We met and married within six months. And that was about almost 17 years ago. Kind of working out. So um, my background in business is adult education, and so for many many years I did tr- training and education programs for all kinds of industries. And when I got married, number one, I had health insurance finally um, of my husband's. Um, I was a kid, that's why I married him, and um, I was able to start my own business. And I thought I finally landed on this was what I needed to teach next. Um, I think of myself as a coach, but much, I think much more as an educator because that's what I was missing, right? I say that there's nothing wrong with you. There's just some things you don't yet know. Yeah. And so that's our job, right? Is to sort of like help women um, learn some new things and some new ways of perspective and new ways of, of behaving. So that's how I got here. 
I love that. And it is important to know some things too. There are things I, I know I do that all the time in my own work is I'll, I'll get on the phone with somebody or on uh, be talking on Facebook. And there are some very basic things that women don't know that are completely jacking up their dating experience. And I'm like, oh my God, if you just knew a few basic things, you would have a completely different experience. And I know I learned right. things the hard way. And um, well, it's yeah. not all of it. Luckily, I, I learned from from people like you. But uh, yeah, there's there are some things that you can just learn. Awesome. Yeah, some some facts. And a lot of them are a lot of them have to do with understanding men better, understanding they're different than us. Um, oh, we could go into so many. But yeah, you're right. There are just there are a few really critical things, especially for women who are older. And women who have been independent for a long time, which is, you know, is, those are the women that I coach. Um, we make some really basic mistakes and we keep making those mistakes. Then that tells us, oh, men are bad. Yeah. No one wants, or, or men don't want a woman like me. And that creates more negative behavior. And then we create the cycle of making bad choices. And anyway, we get into that men I want don't want me and the men that want me I don't want sound familiar that was my theme song yeah big narrative yes yes and yeah. so is that um what are the most common things you see grown-up women doing that keep them from finding love is it what is that most of what it is is that men I want don't want me kind of thing well or? that's that I think that's the experience we have but the reason is the most couple of the most common things. Number one, the men I want are still the men you wanted when you were 18. And so, right. So here I am talking to a woman and, you know, helping a woman who's 55 or 75. I've got a client right now that's 76 and she, they're still acting like they're 18 year old and making choices like their 18 year old made choices. Is he attractive? Does he make me laugh? Yes. You know, what was his relationship with his mother? Like when a guy's 60 years old, who cares? You know, like it doesn't. So there's things that's one big mistake is not making decisions and not making choices based on our grown up vast experience and making choices based on what makes us happy today in our life. Not what the list we made when we were in our, you know, teens, 20s, 30s, it's really different. I have a cat that's wanting to get in on the picture. That's so okay. We welcome her. we welcome kitties in in so our we, you see her here. Yeah. So that's one thing, and so that's the the men I won't I want don't want me, right? right? That sort of side of it because you're going after the wrong guy. Every client I have, in fact, I just got an email yesterday at uh, old client that's get told me she's getting married next month. Um, every client I have, the man she ends up with and being happy with. She'll tell me he's nothing like the man I thought I'd end up with. I'm like, yes, exactly. <laughs> that means he's good for you. The, there's one thing, right? And and the other side of the men don't want me, I think a lot of it has to do with being independent for a long time, having some bad experiences. Do you think, do you think, Renee, like we get, we get bitter. Oh, we yeah. start feeling our ego gets chipped away and we think we're showing up as being real and being happy and, you know, but 
those things, there's energy to it. So a lot of times we put out this energy and also we're terrible receivers when we've been independent and successful on our own. Um, I always say, you know, you'll get what you expect. And when you expect nothing, that's what you're going to get. Yes. And so if you're looking for a good man, who's going to be generous and going to be kind and going to take care of you in emotional ways and others, if you, if you need it, you need to receive from him really graciously. And we, that's a skill to learn at certain point in life. It's hard to do. Yes. Yeah. Because I, and I, I can relate to that so strongly because I was, um, I was, you know, I had the degree in finance, the corporate job. I was a single mom. Their father died. So I was like lion, single mom, going to save the world and my family. And it was us against the world. And I was working, you know, 10 hour days and doing, and I had this whole story about, well, I was going to do it all and we didn't need a man anyway. And, um, and I did, I did get bitter because, you know, it was hard and it was lonesome. And I actually, one time I was on a date (laughs) and this man said, wow, you are so hard boiled. And I was like, oh, oh, that stung. But I was. Yeah. really was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's that sort of, um, I do an exercise. I did this really good exercise. Um, I have, I have you uh, imagine yourself in a place that's really comfortable and you really like with people that you feel really safe with friends, family, whatever it is, and just having a good time with them and really step outside of yourself and observe how you're being, you know, how you're talking, what your body language is, so forth. And then next scene in a place, maybe a restaurant sitting across the table from a guy that you're on a first date with and you think he has potential, step outside yourself and watch yourself. And we're being very different. We, we, we can think, oh, I be, I'm real. I'm no. So really think about who are you with the people that you feel good with? That's the woman that needs to show up on dates. Cause otherwise our bitterness, our defensiveness, our de- desperation, um, our lack of, you know, um, idea of like who we're choosing, not knowing, you know, and like being in our head, all that stuff. That's who we're being on a date. Yeah. And she's not going to attract the right guy or any guy. I I had more first dates. Were you like a first date queen? <laughs> over a hundred first dates and 300 oh, right. overall. I, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I kept tracking I never, them. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> that is, that is really nerdy, but it's a really good idea. I never did that, but you know, 30 years of dating. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of, a lot of dates, a lot of like affairs that I thought were relationships. Situationships. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. So anyway, so that's like a big, it's like a, a big mistake that we make. And the older we get, the more life experience we have when we're, when we're reacting to negative life experience with men, we're not, it's really hard to show up unless you have a real consciousness and a set of skills. And that's what you teach you know, is those skills to kind of help you show up and be real. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I bought your dump your love junk program back in 2017, yeah. right? Be- this is, this is a great story. I have been dumped via text and I was 
a dating coach at this time. This was earlier in my, in my coaching career and I got my coaching certification and I had been dumped via text by a man who sort of repeatedly disappeared and, and resurfaced. And he dumped me via text right before Christmas. And I saw your dump your love jump program, because this was right around that time of year. And I jumped on it and bought it. And I really, I was doing a lot of things as always, I was always doing all things. And, uh, I remember taking that program and just really taking it to heart and remember watching the videos at the gym while I was on the treadmill and doing all the exercises and thinking, I, I think one of the things you said was, look, you're a grown woman and you've been through life and been through some things. Why are you guarding your heart? Like it's this precious, fragile little thing. If you get your heart broken, you're not going to die. You're you're going to be okay. You don't have to be That's so protective and guarded and jaded and bitter. And I was like, oh, she's right. And so I got right back on Tinder. I, I wrote a list of all the reasons, all the things that I had done to put myself in that situation with that guy. And I'm like, because we so often think, oh, we're going to just go out there and just get like a truck's going to come and hit us and we're going to get our hearts broken and all these awful things will happen. Right. And we forget that we have some say in things that happen to us out there. And I wrote down everything I had done to get myself dumped to be a text by this guy that I knew that you shouldn't be dating. And right. yeah. And a couple of weeks later, I met my now husband and our first date. This reminds me of what you were saying. Our first date was like, somehow having dinner with my best friend that I somehow just met and I just really liked him. And we talked about Star Trek and nerdy things. He's an engineer and I just have a really nerdy side. I just liked him. And he said one of his favorite things about me was that I acted like I liked him. I wasn't this standoffish, jaded person. I, I, I just liked him. And you showed it. You yeah. Didn't guard yourself right and by the way i didn't hear oh i had butterflies oh i thought he was the one oh thank that, you that's exactly <laughs> what i'm aware from the women that i help i don't want to hear that i want to hear i really liked him and i'm like go out again mm -hmm. that's the key we that's the 18 year old shit right yes 18 year old oh i have to be all excited no, no. you don't <laughs> You've been dating that guy. If you're in your forties and you're still single, you've been dating that guy way too long already. You know, you don't even have to skip to the end of the book. You've read it 37 times. Exactly. Write it exactly. down. <laughs> chemistry is for kids. Exactly. Chemistry is absolutely for kids. And the, um, I love your, I do. I love your story. And I love that you did dump your love junk, which, you know, is on my website because phenomenal. Um, because we have so many experiences that just chip away at our self-esteem and sort of keep that wall built. I call it my wall of I dare you just keeps building that wall higher and higher yet. We're still going on on dates and then they're not going well. And then it just creates that cycle. Like I said, that cycle where we just get worse and worse. And then we're like, fuck, can I, sorry. I don't know. Oh, that's yeah, okay. I'll just, they're like, check the little e-box. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you know, Oh, men suck. And then we're, you know, and I, I'm telling you women, you are creating the situations. You have agency, you have control. There's, and again, it's not that there's something wrong with you and men don't want you. It's just that you're 
not opening your heart and your mind and making good choices. Just. Yeah. Just. That's what Dump Your Love Junk taught me is, oh my God, open your heart. You cannot find love with a closed heart. It's impossible. Yeah. It, it, or you're going to find something so wrong. You're going to go with the guy that wants you. That's a really common mistake too, is like the idea of, um, and I have a lot of women do that. They just, when a man shows interest, that's what attracts them mm -hmm. as opposed to ma her making the choice that this is the man that can make me happy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I see that too. Yeah. So what, what special challenges do you find that women over 40 in particular face? It's that, it's that life, you know, it's that life experience. And again, and here's the thing about the 18 year old thing too. Um, when you're 20, even 30, even in your 40s, maybe you're looking for a man who's going to create a life with you. And as you get older, you're looking for a man who's going to share your existing life and make mm, it better. That's true. Yeah. Right? So what? That's why when I talk about choices and not choosing like a youngster, you know, I've got a lot of clients in their 50s. You know, you got to think about getting older you got to think about aging you got to think about your aging parents you got to think about your kids that are jerks you know you have a life but you also have girlfriends and and things that you do that you love to do and you have to find a man who sort of fits in and enhances so the challenge is making choices based on that and not the old stuff that's the that's um oh i want excitement and I, and I expect <laughs> exactly and, <laughs> that's right. And don't expect him. Don't expect a, you know, 45, 55, 65 year old man to change fund in any fundamental way. That's the other thing too. When you're 30 or 25, you're all, you're, you're both going through a lot of changes. And while we change every day, we're alive. Um, you can't expect that. And you don't want that. So find a man that today makes you happy, not that has potential. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I love that. That is, that is gold. So many of us, we, we, we start with attraction. I think we start with attraction and then we try to squish him into the mold because we find yeah. him attractive and it's never works. Exactly. And, and he makes, he's, you know, he's, we laugh together and we find, and that's great. I mean, I'm not saying you don't want to do that, but yeah, I call, I talk about exactly the same thing, round peg, square hole, vice versa. It's like, that's not how it works when you're older, when you're older, um, get to know yourself. That's another challenge and mistake that we make. Get to know yourself. And when I teach women, that's the first step is falling in love with your grown up self. Get to know who you are, not who your ex said you are, or your parents said you were, or any of that, or or freaking Cosmo magazine used to say. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Do some work on really who you are and what you give to the world. And you don't have to be, you know, curing cancer. You don't have to be a ballet, a professional ballet dancer. You don't have to be a model to be a woman that has so much to give and so much happiness to give the right man. Get to know her and how to express her and you go out being her and you'll attract the right guy. I love that. 
I love that. Yeah. So many women, um, I was just talking to a client yesterday, you know, so many women feel like they have to be all these things to like earn the, the privilege of being loved, but there are men who just want someone to love. That hurts my heart. Yeah. Yeah, Mine too. Men just want, men want us to be kind and compassionate and, and to trust him and to be his biggest fan. They're pretty simple. They're pretty simple. And they, and when you give them that, give that to the right man, you will get it back tenfold. Yes. I know. I know that's true. My, my husband is, uh, is amazing that way. I just, he, when we first got married, um, I had been single a long time and I was trying to open a jar and he's like, what are you doing? And I was just trying to open the jar. And I said, I'm just trying, I'm trying to open this jar. It's, it's, you know, he's like, you have a husband. <laughs> I said, it's oh, true. Oh, I forgot. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. They just, good men want to give to you. They want Mm -hmm. to make your life better. They even Mm -hmm. want to open jars for you. They, they don't want you struggling opening jars. They, they will open doors for you. They will buy you things and they just want you to say, thank you. I'm so happy that you're in my life. Thank goodness. I have you. Yeah. 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 And I I joke, I joke that, you know, single till 47. I mean, I was independent for, you know, 30, good 30 years. So I joke that now my favorite word is honey. (laughs) Right. Can you do this? Can you do that? Um, But hey, why not? And it's, you know, it's really, it's never 50, 50. It's always shifting, right? Sure. In the relationship, but I know I can count on him. That's yes. And knowing that you can count on someone, I know uh, when I was single, I would, oh, you you know, is he going to call? Are we going to see each other again? When are we going to see each other again? Never with my husband. From day Mm -hmm. one, he called. Day one. He said he was going to call. He did, if he said he was going to do something, it was good as done. The Mm -hmm. end, I never wondered where I stood. There was absolutely no drama. He proposed pretty much immediately and I hear a lot I want to get your perspective on this because I didn't know you had gotten married so fast either but a lot of women like us who are a little older and used to dating these unavailable types some guy will come along and be excited about us and want to be our you know they'll be like are you seeing anyone else can we take down our profiles declare his feelings for us want us to be his girlfriend all of that and I hear my ladies freaking out about this like why is he so needy why is he why does doesn't he have a life what is wrong with this guy and I would love to hear your take on this I know what mine is (laughs) So true. So true. So um, like your husband and mine, I've seen over almost 15 years of doing this, maybe 15, um, men know first, almost every time men know first, they, it's very interesting. We're supposed to be the feeling gender, right? And they're the thinking, you know, just generally speaking, when it comes to this, when it comes to dating and choosing men have we try to intellectualize 
and they rely on their feelings. And when a man feels good with us, he knows it and he knows he wants to get to know us. So same exact thing. I've seen men propose. My husband took his profile down after our first date. Here's what women need to know. There's love bombing, right? And then there's this, like our experience. Yes. So I always tried, I tried for a long time to um, be able to articulate the difference. You could tell, because there's some guys that love bomb that way. Right. And they're manipulative. And yeah, we don't want them. The difference is like my husband, he said, I'm taking my profile down. I want to focus on getting to know you. Full stop. There was never an expectation on my part. He didn't say, are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Have you done it? Never, ever did. And so when a man, men do know really quickly and yeah, that's totally my experience and they jump on it and they're, they're, and a good grown up guy will be really clear and not be able to not try to, you know, be some, you know, sneak, like drop hints. He's going to be right out there, but watch for what he expects back from you. Did you have that experience? Yeah. He was just like, I want you and I'm not a, that doesn't mean I'm doing, I'm not doing this because I want you to want me. Right. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't pressure me for physical intimacy. There was no agenda. There was mm -hmm. absolutely no agenda. He just, and I remember like on our fourth date, he said, I love you. And I'm like, <laughs> my mouth immediately went dry. <laughs> and I was like, I feel the same way. I was just a complete mess. And he was like, yeah. cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's, um, I have a really, a really good article on my website. If I just for myself, um, about how, when is it safe to feel hopeful and the signs to look for to, um, to like be, you know, you could feel hopeful, but then we get afraid of being hopeful. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, what are the, like, what are the things you need to know? So it's, it's not about numbers of days. You could go out with a guy for a year and always go out to dinner or go to a movie or go to a play, you know, and do something and not know very much about him. Or you could go out with a guy for a month and have conversations about real things in life and have real life situations come up where you can see how he responds and reacts to, you know, challenges or, be, you know, or like, no, I don't want to go to that. Even little things. No, I don't want to go to that restaurant. I want to go to that one or problems with your family. And I had all that with, with Larry, like the first few weeks, which was actually fortunate. I could see, I got to see how he responded to my crazy mother and my car broke down and his, his daughter was getting married. And I, those are the things you need to know in order to feel like you know somebody well enough and how they look at a relationship. Those are the things you need to know, be hope to be hopeful. Not that you've had fun with him going out with, you know, for a year. Right. That is so true. It is not about that's I'm so glad you brought that up. What my husband proposed very quickly and I kind of freaked out and I called actually my son, my son married a girl from India and um, they did all of their dating on, I don't know, Skype or whatever. And they talked about all of the things. And then he flew to India, met her family, all of that. They've uh, just celebrated their ninth wedding anniversary. And so I called him like freaking out. Like he asked me what kind of ring I wanted. And it was very, you know, pretty early. And 
And my son kind of talked to me off the ledge and he's like, you know, um, it's about really knowing them, like, and having conversations and having things come up. It is not about how much time you clocked in since you, since you matched on Tinder, you can like, to your point, you can watch movies, you can spend your time drinking in bars or eating dinners or going to shows or making out or whatever it is and not Mm -hmm. know anything about them. But we had had lots of things happen too. And we got this book. I don't know where I got this idea to get this book called Intellectual Foreplay. And Mm -hmm. it was written by a couple who had dated long distance and were trying to decide whether or not they were going to get married. And they wrote down all of the questions that they wanted to ask each other about everything. Like there's everything in there from like your finances to how often do you brush your teeth to how do you feel about pets to um, Star Wars or Star Trek, all of it, like every ridiculous question. And so we would ask each other all of these questions and the, the, that's really good on, on a lot of our dates. Yeah. We actually, our first date, we did politics, religion, family, um, and that, you know, and that's what I tell women, like, look, you're not, you know, you're, you're grown up, you've got that values, shared values is so important. And that isn't necessarily religion or not religion or necessarily politics. It's everyone identifies that differently, but you have to think about how you both see the future and how you, how you look at relationships in your life and, yeah, that's the, that's the real stuff. And it's so, you know, oh, it's so boring. I I know you've heard this. I, I just want to have fun. I just want to have good sex and have fun. I'm like, there's lots of guys that'll do with it, that with you. And you could worry all the time about them. Yeah. Like you said, you, you could always feel unsafe with them. When are they going to call? When are they going to be around? And when they are, it's fun. Yeah, you've you've done that already. You've done that so many times. Yeah. You, that guy is not the guy who is going to make you happy long-term. I think we get, we have ideas about how things should, should be. And I think they come from pop culture, from chick flicks, from the, you know, romance novels and things. Those things just, they don't make you happy. It's like false advertising, I think. I think I agree with you. And, and that's why when we talk about our list, my, I have my client's make a list based on the feelings they need to have when they're with a man, not his attributes, not, not, we like a list with attributes. So we feel like we have a checklist, but when you look at, when you have to look inward and you have to think about how am I feeling with him? It's harder. You have to go deeper. (laughs) And what is, you know, like every woman wants to feel safe. What does feeling safe look like to you? Yeah. And every woman, it's a little bit different. So yeah, you have to, you know, um, just like you do in the rest of your life, you got to sort of like my first principle of dating like a grown up: balance head and heart. Right? It's not all intellectual. It's not all just emotional. We do that in every other part of our life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 definitely. Smart women. Yeah. So what would you most want to tell a woman over forty who really wants to find love? What What would you most want her to know? I wondered, I wanted to know that it's, it's, you're not a victim. You can be in charge of your love life. I mean, there's the universe or whatever you want to call it has some play in it of where, you know, when you're going to meet someone, 
but your every experience that you have is in your control. And we um, need to stop feeling like a victim, like men have all the agency because they, they don't, huh. and they don't want, they don't want to, you know, so it's time to learn what you need to learn so that you can make that shift and feel really powerful for lack of a better word, um, which is not, I'm going to like boss men around or anything like that. It's finding that about that balance of taking, and you got to take care of yourself. Um, and there's just some things you need to learn to do it. I love it. Thank you. And thank you so much for being one of my mentors on my journey. It's so amazing to have you here on the podcast. And I just, I love everything I've learned from you and your generosity with your knowledge and your time. So thank you so much for coming on. Where can women find you if they would like to know more about you and your work? Okay. Well, it's really, it's my pleasure. This is really fun. Um, go to my website, datelikeagrownup.com. And actually on my website, they can look at Dump Your Love Junk. So my program, Dump Your Love Junk, is on the website. It is, it's, we all have blocks. And to help you, like you said, clear your blocks, that's the program that I would highly recommend. And there's like 200 articles. I'm really old. <laughs> I've been writing a long time. There's a couple hundred article articles um, on there. So um, yeah, just like spend some time really taking care of yourself in this part of your life and things will change pretty rapidly. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you again so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. It was really fun. You're great, Renee. Women are lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. We're all lucky to have you too. And you're one of the reasons I'm here. So thank you. Thanks for listening to Find Love After 40. If you enjoyed this show, please be sure to hit subscribe and leave me a review. Your reviews help other women find this show. If you'd like to know more about my coaching program, head over to my website at reneesuzannecoaching.com.